Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team this is the high hopes podcast it's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the phillies on radio.com and sports radio 94 wip yo it is another edition of the high hopes podcast jack it's late sunday night the phillies suck today they got outscored 13-2. to two. Spencer Howard's debut was ruined. I'm bummed right now. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I just sat in some beach traffic, so everything's even better for me. Yeah, well, we um, were, uh, like, scheduled, quote-unquote, to record, like, an hour and a half ago or whatever, probably. Mm, but, you know. I would happens. say an hour ago. I would yeah. say, well, yeah. I would say maybe a half hour ago. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't, you know. Like, because there's nothing we we've talked about this a lot, but there's nothing in the world that I love more than beach fills, and it was totally ruined. Uh, you know, I I was down at the beach. It's like it was like twelve forty five. I was like, all right, gotta get back. You know, get it, get to watch some Vinny Velo, and boy, was it like the most Vinny Velo start of all time. Oh my I mean, God, I I think it might have been the longest. There is many, but I think it's probably in the longest. Uh, running for longest seven inning doubleheader game ever. Uh, I mean, they made they made two seven inning games seem like. Uh, a, that's a what I meant before when I was game. like. Originally, we thought we'd record around eight o'clock. You'd get home or something like that, and it is now nine thirty-seven. So good times. Oh, it's brutal. I mean, it, it, it just I, I don't understand. Like I have been a part of a lot of seven inning doubleheaders and. I don't get how they make them feel so long. Um, well, Vinny and, played a massive. It's unbelievable, and it wasn't even like a high-scoring game. It was a five-two game, and it, and it, when it was one nothing, it felt like it was a thousand years long. He really is the the modern-day Steve Traxel. It's he's the human rain delay. He is brutal, man. I mean, I just between him being the same, uh, between this Phillies team looking just like last year's Phillies team, you know, and, and we're, we'll get into it, but obviously the bullpen sucks, yeah. right? But, but like, holy smokes, like, the offense is also dreadful. I mean, you know, and I see the stats coming out of like, well, you know, actually they're first in K percentage and first in walk percentage and third in OPS, and it's like, Dude, I don't know. I just I don't care. Like I just I just don't care. They're not a good offensive team, and it like it, it looks exactly the same. And 
it's just it's just they ne- it feels like they never get the big hit they just never get the big hit they're so bad at, at at jumping on any sort of momentum i mean they made 14 innings today it feel like you were at the dentist it was it was so just so they even they even ruined spencer howard's debut you know like they it, it was so brutal all throughout that they even ruined something that I weren't like I just I, I was so jacked up for. Um I don't know, whatever. We'll get into it. <laughs> well, I think you just did a little bit. I like it. Um yeah, I mean, look, two runs all day, seven hits over the course of two games. I mean, Acuna Acuna and Freeman had more hits than them I know, combined, I know. right? Of course Acuna picks today to finally say hello to the 2020 season, of course. Um those two, I mean, that 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 homer the homer off hour was like a Jesus to the opposite field. I have a Dude. I have an Acuna thing I want to bring up later. So we'll. I thought I thought that I thought that ball was caught at the wall. Like I was like, oh, that's an out, <laughs> and it just kept going and going and going. Yeah, and it was like, it was like almost into. It went into, into the. Uh, it went over the seeds. That first row of seeds went all the way back into like the concourse. It was crazy. Opposite field. What the hell is Ronald Acuna Jr.? I, I mean, what is that? Like that's that is that is next level. Like between. Between him, Soto, and Tatis, it's like holy smokes! Well, like, we're these gonna guys get are... to that because I actually want to ask you a question about that because I came up on Twitter. So, well, let's let's all right, real quick, because obviously, even though uh, Saturday and obviously the rain on Friday, Saturday was super fun, um, but it's just completely, uh, you know, blacked out by what happened today. But quickly, let's. Let's get the one thing that I do think we need to talk about out of the way, and then we'll come back to to complaining and potentially crying about today. Um, Jake Arrieta is uh, what is this real? Jack is Jake Arrieta. I don't. I I feel ridiculous even saying good. I want to be like, is Jake Arrieta not bad? But like, what is Jake Arrieta? How real is this in your eyes? Uh, it's decently real. Like I think, I think he can. I think he could be a three, seven, four guy, like a like a a low fours, high three guy. If if that's if that's good, um, <laughs> I feel like for Jake Arrieta, that's a that's a massive win. Um, you know, I think I think that he was aided a lot by the umpire. I mean, umpire definitely helps him a lot. Um, but you know. I said it last week um, when we were kind of talking about the same kind of thing. Like, is this Jake Arrieta thing real? And I said then that you know if, if he's finishing over his front side and he can he can get to the outside corner that that, that like you you saw it a ton on uh, on Saturday uh, the fastball down and away to right-handed hitters they they just can't do anything with that pitch and that's the pitch that guys just have to consistently hit if they want to be. Uh, long-term major league pitchers um, and he did that really well um, he still missed he still missed middle middle a good amount and the Braves kind of I feel like they kind of just didn't make him pay um, but yeah you know I, I I think there's a I think there's a path to a low fours uh, high threes maybe three seven ish ERA from Jake and at this point we'll take that I don't I don't know if we're ever going to get the $25 million a year pitcher. I think that's pretty much off the table. But um, if he can do what he did on, on Saturday, that's a total win. It doesn't have to be no runs. It can be two runs. But, you know, he does look healthy. He, he threw some freaking nasty sliders. And 
they were still clocking at 90 miles an hour, which was which was insane. So looks like he's definitely healthy. And I think if he can consistently get his fastball on that outside corner, he's got a shot. And, you know, that's kind of what I tweeted because I don't, you know, I try. Sometimes I get ahead of myself when it comes to pitching no, stuff because I get excited. No way. I know. I know. I know. But it's because I get excited and I, and, I, and I get excited and I see stuff that I like and, and I hope they can translate it. So I try to I try to calm down a little bit, and if he can consistently hit that outside corner, I think he has a shot. Uh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because it's Jake, and we know that he can kind of just implode at any moment, and he's still not the most fun to watch. You know, I didn't think he was as competitive in the zone as he was in the in the Yankee start. But again, if he hits that outside corner, I think he's got a shot. And uh, I mean, when he's throwing ninety mile an hour sliders, that's always going to be tough. All right, let's get. And, and look, the offense was there a little bit. You know, two homers really got him over the top, the JT and the Bruce homers in that game. And look, it was good enough. And I thought Arietta looked really good. You know, I was happy to see it, and I'm encouraged. But obviously, I'm, you know, it still still needs to show more for me to be ready to jump fully back in. But I've been, I've been impressed with what we've seen so far through two starts. But let's get the other starting pitching stuff out of the way, and then we'll get into the – the lineup and the bullpen and the the real stuff we need to talk about. Uh, oh, fun! Yeah, it's, it's just fun after fun. So, uh, Vinny V, anything to add? I mean, for me, you know, he's just brutal to watch, and he was fine, but it didn't. It almost looked like he got lucky a bit. There were some nasty pitches in there. He had a you know a couple, um, a few swings and misses. It seemed like, but um, the fastball didn't seem to have a lot of zip on it. And it seemed like he got lucky in a couple spots. I don't know. It just. It didn't feel like a very impressive four innings, even though he, you know, the only run he gave up ended up being given up by Daly Scarra, um, ultimately. Um, what did you think of Vinny? Anything to add to kind of just same old Vinny, like you said before? Uh, no. Cool. Uh, it wasn't. Cool. cool. I'm tired. We don't need that. We don't no, need to play no. it. It's cool. No, but he, uh, yeah, he wasn't very good. And he was. Again, it was so honestly. I felt like the clock was, or the uh, the gun was a little low all day. Like he was only ninety two, um, you know, and Vinny had been ninety five. The one thing that was frustrating with Vinny is, for some reason, he's just not throwing the cutter. He didn't throw one cutter today. It's not weird. one. Why? What is going? He always does. It's this. like that's why I, Jack. That's why I made the bet with you at the beginning of the season. That's why I like. He always does this. He's that guy who. He tantalizes, and then he just always ends up going back to being the super annoying, super frustrating Vincent Velasquez. You know, like he is who he is at this point. Ah, uh, well, yeah, he's truly, <laughs> truly, truly dreadful. All right, um, well, let's talk Spencer. But, yeah. That's that's, and again, it was they ruined Spencer Howard's debut. But you know, I don't think Spencer Howard was bad. You know, I thought he had some really nice moments. Obviously, I think he was a little jittery in his first start. What did you think of Howard? And then we'll get to the, uh, you know, the actual depressing stuff from today. Yeah, I, I thought I think th- I think Howard's gonna be really good. You know, I, I just th- there was nothing that happened today that deterred me from my belief that he's gonna be a really really good major league starter. And I think he's gonna eventually be the ace of the staff. Like you, you saw all the flashes. I mean, the change up. The changeup, he didn't throw a lot early, which was surprising because probably his second best off-speed pitch. Um, so that changeup, that changeup is going to be a, a real weapon for him going forward. The fastball is really heavy, and I know he didn't get any swings and misses on it, and I know Freeman hit the home run uh, off of it, but that that pitch is just going to be 
really hard to consistently make hard contact off of. It's a, it's a really, really heavy fastball. Um, and, and Freeman's just a freak, you know? I mean, to be able, just like muscles. Yeah. 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 He's, he's like, he's like a taller first baseman version of Chase Utley. Like that's, he's just, he's just so good. Um, and his hands are so fast and so strong and between him and Acuna, it just feels like they're going to kill us eventually. And unfortunately it happened for 14 innings today, which was just exhilarating, exhilarating stuff as always. Um, you know, I think the sliders are a really good pitch. I actually, you know, I don't like the curveball. And I know everyone was like, oh, you know, it was a nasty pitch. I, I just think that pitch is going to get crushed as he throws it more often, you know, because I think I think he because he changes mechanics a lot on that. He really slows his arm down. He doesn't throw it that hard. And I just think that eventually it's going to be a hanger and someone's just going to hit it like it's good. I envision his curveball actually a lot like how Nola's is um, not as nasty as Nola's can be when Nola's gets left up. Um, like the Voight homer, like I see that happening with Spencer Howard's uh, curveball a lot. The, it it can be a pretty good get me over pitch, you know. It it can be like a you're down two zero in the count and be flipping a curveball, get back into it and make a competitive pitch. But I don't really see it being a plus pitch until he learns how to spin it. Because um, right now it kind of just drops. It doesn't really have a hard spin to it, and I think major league pitchers will or major league hitters will eventually get up to it. Um, I think the slider's nasty. I think the slider's only going to get better. But like the, my thing with Spencer Howard, and it was a lot of the same things that were coming out about Embiid um, before the draft was like this guy just learns minute to minute how to play basketball, and that's how I feel about Spencer Howard. Like Spencer Howard really doesn't have an idea how to pitch yet. Like he's he's still he is still just scratching the surface. And you kind of heard, I think it was T-Max say, you know, he talked to some scouts today, and they were like, he's he's going to have four-plus pitches. And you can, you can see the, the, the base of him having four-plus pitches. I mean, he was 95 with a heavy fastball, a slider that was close to 90 that had, like, once you... The, the key to a good slider, and they, they showed it a couple times today, but if you see the dot on the, fa- on, on the ball, if you see a dot on the ball, then that means your slider is spinning at, at the most efficient rate it can. And you can see that from his, from his slider today. So that was great to see. And the changeup is the change going to be nasty. He didn't, get, he didn't really feel comfortable today. It didn't feel like he felt tight early. Um, and he felt just a little bit jittery, I thought, in the first inning. But I thought it really settled down. He's fine. Like, you know, I think eventually he'll add, like, a cutter or a two-seamer to his fastball. And he'll kind of just ride that out. But, um, yeah, th- there was just nothing that I saw today that deterred any belief that he's going to be a really, really good major league pitcher. And I think he's eventually going to be the ace of the staff. Um did it suck they didn't score for him? Yeah. Does it suck that Freeman hit that homer off him? Yeah. But, I mean, he's going to allow home runs. He's. I mean, the, the Kuna thing was oh, stupid. Look, and he, I got, mean, he got got by the two of the best hitters in the National League. Like, Acuna and Freeman are two of the best hitters in baseball. You know, it's like it happens. He's a rookie. Um, and, you know, I, I think maybe he was a little jittery at first. It's his first major league start. You know, that happens. Um, I'm with you. I wasn't too concerned about it. Let's Let's get to the stuff that is concerning. Uh, a real Sophie's choice for you here, Fritz. I'm going to give you the choice. Would you rather talk first about the bullpen or the lineup? Neither. Neither. All right. It was great <laughs> talking to you guys. And we love Diops listeners. Hopefully there are better days ahead this week. We'll talk to you next uh, later in the week on Thursday. Good podcast. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the offense. Okay. All right. So let me, I have, I have a Girardi point to make in here. Um, 
But first, more macro. We we you know you kind of alluded to it, but this offense, same issues we saw last year and and the year before where they can't clear the bases. They can't drive runners in. They never get big hits. They seem to sometimes have a big inning or a big night, but there is very little inning to inning at bat to bat consistency with this lineup. And there are big gaping holes in the lineup. I mean, Scott Kingery, I don't know how he stays in the lineup right now. It's just, He's and we talked about it last time, and he's still just as lost. It's, I mean, and we'll get to I have some other Girardi things I want to throw at you, but I mean, ultimately, I know we're only ten games in the season, but that's a sixth of the season. If they even play the full sixty games, I mean, it's time to start maybe making some decisions based on who's hot on on winning games now, because you don't have that much time to mess around comparatively. Jack, what is your take on the offense as a whole? I think we could both agree Harper, Romito, we feel very good about. Um, and, and obviously some some bench guys have been solid. The Bruces, you know, if Gosselin ever gets in the lineup, and I'll get to that more too. But but where are you at with the, the regulars who are really struggling? And and if they deserve to stay in the lineup, the Zaguras, the, the Kingeries, the Hoskins, and I know Hoskins had a couple hits, but – where are you at with this lineup right now? Because today was a, today was a tough day, Jack. A tough day, yeah, especially well, with Spencer Howard on the hill. Like, how did they not get up for that, dude? Ah, uh, well, I mean, uh, Bryce made the claim that he, you know, if he's not starting the sixth game of the season, right? there's going to really, be a problem. I know, I know. And Bryce had a couple shots, the runners on base, and you know, just saying. Very, uh, very frustrating. Um, I, I, I know it sucked, but the one thing that I. I just think is is mind-boggling. It's this is what sucks about a sixty-game schedule because you you can't kind of let guys work out of things. Yeah, and you also want to believe in track records and and all that stuff. But like the thing that the thing that I'm starting to become annoyed with with Gerhardi is 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 there's just no urgency. I mean, why is Vince Velasquez maybe making his next start in Spencer, a great instead question. of Spencer Howard? Like, why, why is JT Realmuto not in the starting lineup in game one? If you're going to use Nap, why is he not the DH? Like, like what, like, why what is going on? Why are you not pinch hitting for Didi Gregorius with Will Smith on the mound? Phil Gosselin is such an obvious spot to put him there. But even JT, I know he pinch hit JT later in a meaningless spot to lead off the ninth. Like, that's the highest leverage spot of the game. You have runners on first and second. You have the tying chance of bringing the tying run to the plate against a left-handed pitcher who can't leave the game because of the three-batter rule, and you just let Didi go up there and hit? Like, that made no sense to me. It seems like Girardi is not at all managing, like you said, with any sense of urgency, any sense of these games really matter. And you see, and we'll get into the specifics of the bullpen, but you see the same thing with his bullpen decisions. He doesn't, you know, like, you're, that's a 3-1 to game today and a runner on first, like, you got to do whatever you can to keep that game close to give your team a chance to come back. You need to win that game, and it just fritters away because he's not – he doesn't – excuse me, a 3 nothing game at the point. Um, like, he doesn't He doesn't seem to, to have any – I know, look, and the bullpen sucks. We'll talk about how bad it sucks, but, like, it still just doesn't feel like Girardi's making decisions based on I need to win these games as much as – I'm figuring things out or this or that or whatever. Well, and, and why is 
why are you why are you pulling Hazley in the fourth or the third or whatever the first sight of a lefty and then later in the game it's a big spot and it's Roman Quinn up there instead of where you could you can you can put in McCutcheon like it, if to pull Hazley that early in the game it seems ridiculous yeah. like how the how the hell how the hell do we know that Adam Hazley can't hit lefties? They never let like, him try. About, like how about we how about we how about we make sure he can't hit lefties before we just decide he can't hit lefties? I mean the guy's scorching hot. Like let's give well, him a shot. Well, I mean, same thing with like, Dawson with both with righties. I mean that's like they're so wedded to these things. Like those are two of your you know four hottest hitters and and Gosson, you know for a while the hottest on the team. Like why those guys have to be in the lineup? You're not scoring runs like. You need to put the guys in there who are seeing the ball well, who are locked in right now. I mean, baseball is a game of streaks. You ride those streaks. Now who the hell? Like, who, 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 what the hell has Rowan Quinn done to keep keep, keep getting the, the the opportunity he does? Like, Gene uh, is our five zero hitter today. Like, Gene oh, Segura's batting one seventy two. What's happening here? I know it's a lefty on there, but really, again, like, I don't think Gene Segura should be in the lineup. I think Phil Goshlin should be playing third. Hey, actually, Jack, how's this for an idea? Where the hell is Alec Bohm? Like, I guarantee Alec Bohm is a better hitter right now today than at least three guys in the lineup, maybe four or five. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Do we want to win these games or not? I honestly, I don't think they, I don't think they care. You know, I think, I think honestly, they went into the season, and we've seen by their bullpen decisions, uh, like, hey, Joe, this is a, a year where we can kind of learn what we have here, and if you make the playoffs, great. If not, whatever. Like, if we don't, we it, don't. Is that is that? What if we don't, we don't. Without without coming out and saying it, like every every decision they've made has been. Like trying to find, trying to still evaluate this roster. Every decision they've made has been like, we're the 2017 Phillies, and we're still trying to build this thing. You know, can this guy stick at a major league level? Uh, can this guy get outside of the bullpen? I haven't seen one decision that's like, no, we gotta make the we gotta make the playoffs right now. Um, you know, like Spencer Howard being up here is a nice start, but I mean, Bohm should be up here. You know. I, for at least to put some pressure on some guys. I mean, what? How in the world is Gene Segura batting one seventy two? I mean, this is Gene Segura. He's a he's a should be a 300, 280 to three hundred hitter. Like he's batting one seventy two. I mean, Scott Kingery is is should be, like if there's minor league baseball, you'd be talking about sending him down. Like mm-hmm. he's he's been that bad. Like, and I don't get why. I don't get how all of these guys. I thought I, I thought Hoskins had a really nice day. I mean, three of his balls today uh, were hit over 100 miles an hour. It looks like looks like he finally found some timing, even against Freed, who I thought was disgusting. Freed was um, awesome. Well, Freed is just net. He's like he's the class. I know they've ha- I know they've had success against him, but he just seems like a guy that would just destroy the Phillies. Yep. Um, but they, you know, I mean, he had three balls today that were around 100 miles an hour. One that was 107. Um, looks like his timing's back a little bit. And honestly, if I was Joe Girardi, and the second that I thought that that Reese looked like he was back to driving some baseballs instead of just going uh, up there looking for walks, I would get him back in the cleanup spot because. Because like it, they they're leaving so much so many runs on the board because they're five hole hitters. Yeah, but that's like, a big jump. He's had one game, like one game. I, listen, I know, I know, but like I'm getting him back. Like they need to have someone that has I, some like, thump I don't behind. Oh, I'd rather Romito up with runners on base than Hoskins. I mean, I feel zero. Well, yeah, but he, but he, but 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 Real Muto is getting on base behind Harper. Like there has to be that guy behind Real Muto. You know, like there has to be. Well, that would be the, the five hole then. 
Right, which is where I want. Not, yeah, I didn't mean the the four hole. Uh, I meant right. I meant the I the, the five hole. Clean all, excuse, clean up, because because when, when I look at them, they, when I look at this Phillies offense, it's like they're they're missing like one dude, and that dude is a a, a a Reese Hoskins who is actually driving a baseball, and then you could put like you could put whoever back in the two hole, yeah, like Segura getting back again. I need I, mean, I need more than one game of hitting the ball hard to be back in on Reese. He's been such a mess, and look. Maybe shaving the mustache was it, and maybe that's really all that matters. Um, can't prove it wasn't. Uh, I, well, so far you can't. I don't know. I, I'm not ready to trust Hoskins. I think in the two-hole for now is still fine because he's getting on base. Well, so the one, thing I'm, but the one thing I'm worried about him in the two-hole and getting on base, and it, it's – I mean, the fact that – the fact that his on-base percentage is like over 400 is it's hilarious well, it's to me. Ne- uh, it's like such a ridiculous slash line, and I don't know what it is after the two hits, but it was like the kind of thing where it's like batting like in the 100s with the 400 OBP and then a slugging percentage in the 200s. It's like, what? what is that? <laughs> what What kind of a season is that? I know. I know. But my one my one concern about him in the two-hole long term is that he it creeps into his mind that a walk is is like I think it's already there. At, Don't you think? I feel like every time he goes to the bat, he doesn't want to swing. And granted, the second game today was better. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm with you. Like, he still looks like he's trying to pull everything. It doesn't look like he's super comfortable still. You know, the 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 leg kick still seems like his timing is just a split second off. Like, even that double down the line, like, it felt like he – you know, just kind of went, you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't feel like he, I know he hit it hard, but it felt like he went and got it and kind of pulled it again. I don't know. I just, I, I'm not there with Reese. I'm not. And, and look, I, I, how sad is it that, that, that's not even a, Reese is a superstar compared to Scott Kingery right now. Kingery's a, a, a shell of a major league baseball player right now. At, I don't know. It, this is for, I, I, Do you think Alec Bohm will be up this week? Uh, they need to bring him up. Like, this is – if you care – and, again, you might be right. They might not care about the season. But it's also, like, with eight playoff teams, like, you don't even have to care that much and you can still make the playoffs. Just bring Bohm up. I know. The, I know. Make the playoffs. Like, what are we doing? It just seems so – so no F's given. And, I mean, we've seen it. Look, to not sign Liriano because of the luxury tax, to not sign Josh Harrison because of the luxury tax. Like, I mean, these are guys who absolutely could have helped this baseball team be better. And, and that's even on a smaller scale than the bigger moves that they didn't make because of it or whatever. Um, you're right. I mean, I think that the the if you – if you look at what the Phillies have done over the last few years and particularly heading into this season and this season, they are not giving their fan base a message that says we're trying to win. They're just not like Joe Girardi is the only thing they did that was like fan service in that way. Like they really haven't. And it's, um, it's frustrating as hell, Jack. Like I'm super. So what, what's the, what, what's the, is there a silver lining with you? I mean, you're Mr. You're Jackie Optimism. You got a silver lining for me? McCutcheon, he looks a little <laughs> bit better, right? That, that's a silver lining. I mean, sure, I guess oh, so. Oh, I God. Mean, uh, silver lining. Silver with lining. With the lineup, let's, and then we'll get to the bullpen where there are no silver linings, as we know. Well, I mean, uh, Real Muto still has an OPS over 1,000. 
Uh, Bryce is batting in the 280s. Did Phil uh, Gosselin do something to personally offend or injure Joe Girardi? No, I just don't think they trust him against righties. Well, how are you, you going to know if you don't give him a chance when he's the hottest player on the team? Same thing with Hazy against lefties. Like, ah, I'm just frustrated. Let, let's get to the bullpen because I got some... Oh, well, good thing there's no frustration there. Yeah, Everything's fine. I know. I, 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 I'm ready for bed, Jack, all right? Uh, bullpen. Well, good thing like, this... I, listen, I have good thing... issues with Girardi. We already talked about it. I think he has showed no urgency in the way he's managed the bullpen either, but it's... It's easier to forgive him for that as in, like, who the hell do you trust? I mean, Adam Morgan today, that's a guy you're supposed to, quote-unquote, be able to trust was just a train wreck. Uh, Daly Scarra is just, I mean, dude, what are we doing here? You have Connor Brogdon, Damon Jones, Garrett Clevenger, any of these guys, like, whoever they are, like, why don't you just take a shot with them? Austin Davis is not a major league pitcher. He should not be on a major league <laughs> roster. He shouldn't. It's crazy town. Uh, Trevor Kelly should not be on this roster. I mean, they are such a, <laughs> a disaster. Deolis Guerra, it's a great story. The guy's been in baseball forever, and, and he's got like 70-something games in the majors. Like, good for you, bro. Like, why are you coming into a 3-0 a or a 3-1 game in the fifth inning when, when I need to win this game? Like, Why? I'm I'm infuriated. I'm so sick of this bullpen. And I'm sick of the way Girardi's managed it. Like, and I'm sick of like, look, to, to the point we were just making, if they're just doing the whole, let's see what we have, then see what the hell Damon Jones is. See what the hell Connor Brogdon is. See what Ramon Rosso is. He got, I know we saw him t- today a little bit and he looked all right. He did a good job, especially after that first start. But it's like he does that first start and then he's freaking buried. And yet I see Dulles Guerra every other game, Jack. I don't get it. Well, the good thing about that is that after D-List Guerra, there's Trevor Kelly and uh, Cole Irvin. Uh, and Cole Irvin got uh, didn't he get sent to the minors so they could bring Howard up? At least that's a good thing. It's a win. Yeah, for after the day. getting after getting ripped for an inning. Yeah, um, the, the I biggest problem that the guy they bring into a game and then because you know he was going to get DFA. That was, Cole Irvin was the DFA decision no matter what. Like that was going to happen no matter what. But then, like, why even bring him into a game? Like, oh, let's give you an inning before you head that back to the taxi squad. Like, I don't get that. Like, I just don't get any can, of it. It's brutal. Can, can, can Cole Irvin get DFA to the moon? Like, is that is that, is that allowed? I mean, think about Honestly, it. Cole Irvin and Austin Davis legitimately should not be on any major league roster. Like, they are not dude, major league baseball pitchers. Dude, I don't think Austin Davis could get outs in the PSAC. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being dead serious, man. Dude, Austin Davis is just the bane of my existence. How the how the expletive was this team supposed to compete with this <laughs> load of crap? Like it is <laughs> such a disaster. Like the fact that I <laughs> I'm now back in on Tommy Hunter because he's back up to ninety four and like I like the the Phillies bullpen. Like I just want you to I want you and everyone out there to envision this with me. Like. The Phillies bullpen has my heart in their hands. And, like, every single <laughs> pump of blood, they are just <laughs> letting it seep out and just die. <laughs> like, that is, like, this bullpen is killed. Like, 
I don't think I've ever hated a member of a Philly sports team more than I hate this bullpen. I know all the Phillies' problems are not bullpen related. I know they can't get hits. I know they're not running, they're not hitting well with the runners in scoring position. I know Scott Kingery's batting 0-25. Um, I know Reese Hoskins hasn't gotten a hit. In, I know he's whatever hit the ball hard today. I know Jesus Gore sucks. I know McCutcheon sucks. I got it. But there's there's at least some track record there. Like the whatever the audacity of of this of this team to come into this season and, and, and sell to this fan base that, that Daly Scarra, Austin Davis, Trevor Kelly, Cole Irvin, and like Tommy Hunter, we're going to just be fine. is like one of the ballsiest decisions I've ever seen from any front office ever. It's like, it's like, it's like Raisin. the, it's like the Eagles going to Carson and being like, "You see those receivers you had last year? We're actually going to take back. We're going to take it back. We're going to take away Greg Ward, and then we're going to go give you that and see what you can do with it. Just make some magic out of it. Like I just, I just hate him. I hate him. I hate every. I, this is a sports hate. I don't personally hate him. I'm sure they're good yeah, guys. I freaking hate him. I hate him. I hate every single one of them. They are. They're if I, like I might just start betting against them every night. Like there's they they there's no shot this team is making a run with the bullpen as bad as this. Um, you know one of the one of the things that is just murdering them, and this is from um, our guy Bob Wankel. So so first relievers out of the Phillies bullpen for Girardi. Yeah, I saw this. I saw this. Sixteen earned runs while only recording seventeen outs this season. Like. Like, the first guy out of the bullpen is, like, a guaranteed run at this point, which is just ridiculous. And, and you know, this is how I thought about uh, Hazley with the starting lineup and kind of Goslin. But, like, can I see if Ramon Rosso's bad before we just decide he's bad? You know, what you saw today, he could at least be pr- – like, his fastball is hard to consistently square up because it has late cut to it. And his slider is kind of crappy, but – there were shades of it being good in the in the in the, in summer camp. I know Austin Davis stinks. I know Trevor Kelly literally has no idea where the ball is going. I know Daly Scarrett can't consistently get outs in the big leagues. I know Cole Irvin couldn't get outs in the PSAC. But like, can I can I figure out if Ramon Rosso can't? Like, are we just gonna keep with this whole stupid idea that these guys have been in? big league camps before so they know how to get the job done rather than maybe giving guys with some talent like freaking Connor Brogdon or Damon Jones a chance. Just give them a chance. Like you already basically don't give a crap about the season anyway. Why not bring up some guys that, that can you can at least hopefully evaluate for the future? I mean it's just a disaster it's it's just awful. It's awful. And Jose Alvarez is never gonna allow a run. There's there's my positive. Look at you. You spun that around really nicely at the end. I think everyone feels great. I just hate them. Yeah, I do too. I, I, they are, uh, again, like one of the worst like position groups of my Philly lifetime, like along with the Doyle Green Beckham wide receivers and the Bradley Fletcher cornerbacks and yeah you know the you know like yeah, this is that, like this is like des yeah. bryant this is des bryant 150 yards and two touchdowns every game against the, that yep. those eagles secondary yeah yep. that's what this it's is, what every is. Single night. like and and you're right jack like who knows maybe they could be the eight seed or something because there are eight freaking teams making the playoffs but they're not going anywhere with this bullpen and i don't even think at this point they make the eight seed i think the bullpen's too bad i mean Again, unless, like you just said, 
Damon Jones, Connor Brogdon, they bring these guys up and, and it's like, oh, wow, talented guys are talented and actually pitch well and then maybe something, you know, happens. But, I mean, let's be real. This is a – it's just not good. And it, you know, it's especially frustrating because – the starting pitching's been really good, like compared to what we expected coming into the season. Like Vinny's been Vinny, but I mean, you have to be really happy with what the starting pitching has done. I mean, you look at the string of starts they got from, you know, like Arietta and prior to that with Wheeler and Nola. I mean, Eflin. Like they've been getting some solid outings, and it this bullpen just fritters it away time after time after time, and it's like it's the. It's like the worst way to lose a game, too. Forgetting, forgetting, you know, how to build a team, this and that, all that stuff. Just as a sports fan watching your baseball team every night, like, there's nothing worse than having a bad bullpen. Like, there's nothing worse. It's, it's the most defeating feeling because every time you have a lead, every time your starter's doing good, every time you're not scoring enough runs or, you know, you get a run, but you have a lead, but you have a chance to get more runs and you don't capitalize on it. You know it's going to come back to bite you, and it sucks. It sucks because every time you can't even enjoy the leads. You can't even enjoy the good times because you know that there's always that hammer that's ready there to just slam down on it. And it's it sucks, Jack. It is it is infuriating. It's soul-crushing. Like, I hate it. Which is, which is more annoying for you, the offense or the bullpen? The bullpen, but but I understand what you're saying with annoying. Annoying because I expect more from the offense. Like, I don't expect any – like, the bullpen, we came into this season and said, oh, this bullpen's going to suck, but let's hope. They suck, you know? It is what it is. So they're, they're infuriating and angering because I'm so mad that the Phillies went into this season with this bullpen with all of us, including them, knowing it wasn't good enough. But – the offense is more annoying in that sense that they should be better than this, and it's frustrating to watch them not like, be better than this. You I know just, what I mean, I can't. I I, I just want to know. I just want to know what what Matt Klentzak thinks when he watches the bullpen. Like, does he watch it? Like, well, here we go. Oh, oh we think we think we think Matt Klentzak watches baseball. Yeah, that's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's. I think that's I think he's I think he, the, all that he knows of baseball is whatever the the computer tells him. I I've come around to thinking that Matt Clentax a not watch baseball guy. That, that's my I think is where I'm going with it. Because how could you make the decisions you make if you watch baseball in your magazine? Yeah, it's so it's just so funny that you know every single Phillies thing heading into the season, like on the radio, Twitter, uh, this podcast is like. Man, just can't see that bullpen being good, and then here we are, and it's like, you know, in the off, in the off season, you're you're looking at it, and you're like, man, you know, just excited for baseball to be back, and yeah, the bullpen might not be good, but whatever, just excited for it to be back, and then you get here, and you watch the bullpen, and you're like, wow, no, this actually sucks. Like I just, <laughs> there's there's no redeeming qualities of watching this bullpen, um, and the guys that we do uh, believe in possibly just can't even see the field, so that's great. Um, and Trevor Kelly, like, 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 honestly, for as much as I hate Austin Davis, I think I hate Trevor Kelly just as much because, you know, he just has no – like, how are, how, how are you in the major leagues and you don't know where the ball's going? And, like, can we just, can we just stop? And we, we complained about this a lot last year, but for the love of all that is holy, can we stop with signing guys that throw 91 
or 92 and like wow. like yeah, holy please. crap can we see where the game's please. going can we get some power please. arms i mean ken giles must have must have been like the most like they must have watched ken giles coming up through the through the minor league system be like wow this guy throws like maybe 150 miles an hour way yeah. too hard for us this is not okay guys no okay. he job oh, doesn't know how to pitch we need guys that know how to pitch and know how to get out it's like cole irvin you know <laughs> just can we just stop with this freaking 91 mile an hour bull crap like oh, jack it's whatever it's fun all right i got a couple things to fire you i'm going to bed soon i'm warning you um Scott Fransky said this in the first game, and at the time it was 17. Now it is 19. The Phillies are 0 for their last 19 times that they scored three runs or less. Good. Well, you know, good thing this bullpen, or good, th- good thing, um, <laughs> good thing this uh, the, the offense, offense is not billed to be borderline elite. Oh my god. Um. Coming up, we got Nola New coming tonight. I think that's a massive – or tomorrow night, excuse me. That's a massive game. They need Nola. They need to score some runs for Nola. Orioles for three, Mets for three. So the schedule theoretically hopefully lightens up here if they could steal the game tonight. Um, we'll be back after the Orioles series. But um, you got any mail take bag? I want to – I wanna, um, or not mail take bag. You know what I mean. Take bag. Jack, I'm tired, man. I'm at, I'm at my. It's been a, a long day, my friend. And I want to fire the Tatis uh, Acuna Soto thing at you too. Yeah, I don't really have much. Um, uh, I don't know. I just whatever. Just win tomorrow. Like here's here's yeah, here, here's yes, what's gonna happen. They're gonna win tomorrow. I mean, they're gonna win tomorrow. They'll lose. They'll lose the Wheeler Star. They'll win the last two. They, 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 the, the thing that's most frustrating about this team is that they just can never. <laughs> capture momentum and go on a run. Get on a run. Well, this is the, the story of last year. Four right. games. They didn't win more than four games nope. in a row. Like, what is yep. that all they year? They didn't know it was allowed. They didn't know it was allowed. Um, uh, but, hey. Well, they still don't. You know, apparently. tomorrow for tomorrow is a massive Nola start. You know, I I, I kind of. They need him to be a stopper tomorrow, and they need him to go And I, I don't. I'm nervous to put the 2018 clan back on him uh, because – well, he was that last start. We'll see if it sticks. But he he was, was. Um, but you know, he did. I didn't feel like he pitched that well against the Braves last year. Um, and if he can kind of overcome that here, that would be massive. Um, but yeah, I'll be back down the beach later this week, and I could really use the Phillies not ruining my beach time because there again, there's nothing in the world that makes me happier than watching the Phillies. Oh, you'll be at the beach. Do you, well, why don't we record next weekend? I don't want to make you record oh, come from on. the beach. Come on. You I'm going to record from the beach. Okay. Yeah, let's right, what we'll chat. This, he loves everybody. This is this. Yeah, this is no. a hero. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing before we get out of here. Um, your buddy, my friend, Joe Giglio, uh, tweeted out Soto over Acuna. And I've long been an Acuna over Soto guy, but I, I, I could go either way on it. I think it's very close. But I responded and said Tatis Jr. over both of them. Where do you come down? Well, Tatis Jr., Acuna, Soto, the three, and of course, two of them were in our division fun. for the next decade or whatever. For it's the great. next decade? The two, like, 20. Yeah. Well, Acuna is the next try decade 15, for sure. He's signed Try 15 through. years. Yeah, I know. I was trying to be optimistic, Jack. Like, um, the three great, truly great, you know, 21 and under guys. 
Um, where do you come down? Uh, well, as an owner of Tatis in uh, two dynasty keeper leagues, I am a little bit biased, but obviously Tatis. I mean, I didn't see what I didn't see what like ninety six A Rod was, but I'm assuming this is what it was. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the guy hits everything hard, and I just I just can't like honestly, James. I couldn't imagine being a White Sox fan knowing that we gave that. Oh my God! For James Shields. For James, James Shields. Shields. Like imagine, imagine wow. watching Fernando Tatis Jr. with Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. Think well, about and that. Nick Madrigal Think about that and, squad. And Dylan Cease. Yeah, and, and all, Lucas yeah, Giolito. but still already do, like that squad. Are you are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it'd be game over. It'd be absolute game over. And with Andrew Vaughn coming up too, I mean, they would be they would be ridiculous. Um, so I'm a Tatis guy, um, and then I would go Soto and Acuna. Um, yeah, I I would still go to Acuna over Soto, but I could I could easily be convinced to go the other way. Regardless, I think it's definitely Tatis. Forgetting just the fact that he hits that he's he's might be might have the best bat of the three alone. He's also a shortstop. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like if you're starting a team, you're telling me you're taking Soto over Acuna or over Tatis because. I think that would be crazy. Like, I think they're all great. I think Tatis is the clear. Yeah, and I think he's probably going to win MVP this year. I mean, the way this is all. He, dude, he's. The way this in. is all true. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I I very much like being. I, like, I very much like owning him in two leagues. It's. Uh, I yeah. Am sure. it, um, also, uh, before I forgot to mention, but it was pretty funny today in, in the first game when Nap threw out the base runner and everyone's tweeting out, don't run on JT. And even the people who, like you and I, who knew that it was Nap who made the throw. Cause I mean, you could see it with your eyes that it's not JT and we already knew it was in the game. It's still like, it's funny. Cause, uh, even the people then made like jt related jokes about nap like i did the don't run on nap you did the something similar to that i saw someone do like pay pay nap like it it just shows i think that the real true takeaway from that is that jt romito is so amazing that even when he's not in people think he's the one throwing out runners that it has become just like a cottage industry that he just throws everyone out it's awesome he's really good at it so that helps um and although, you know, I got, I got to be honest. I was a little disappointed in his game calling with Spencer in game two. I, you know, I, Ooh, I, I, I like this. So don't, no one, no, take, everyone gets called out when they need to get listen, called out, Jack. It's okay. Especially yeah, on this podcast. We hold everyone accountable. Even exactly. each other. Even exactly. each other. It's true. It's and, true. Uh, it's true. yeah, like they were just starting to rip first pitch fastballs and they kept putting them down, but whatever. Um, whatever. Spencer Howard's here. And the fact that, like if he doesn't, if they don't just keep him in this, keep him in this rotation, it's just gonna drive me nuts. Riot. Yeah, we well, there riot. will be. Yeah, we well, the pandemic crew is gonna change from uh, air horns to riots. To... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to those guys. That is, uh, they are they are representing. Um, all right, can I go to bed? Yeah, you can go to bed. Uh, they'll uh, listen. Lock it in, hundred percent. They win tomorrow. Uh, they just they are so addicted to, to splitting um they're going to they're going to split tomorrow noel's going to shove um bryce is going to do the thing and then if they don't it, is the is the Orioles series three games yeah yes they, three three with the Orioles, three versus the mets all hey, in hey Philly. first one of the year james gotta take two of three <laughs> yeah buddy <laughs> hey two of three let's hey, do it hey 
Orioles series, must win. <laughs> you know, no, 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 actually, I'm being that serious. It's, it's a must win. Yeah, like, kind of got to win that series. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm going to bed. We'll talk to you guys Thursday after the Orioles series. Uh, let's, let's, uh, Let's hope it's a more fun podcast than this one was. <laughs> He's for it some seltzer. See you later.